0: thought about being a courageous leader in your love life. I mean, you might be saying, what the heck do you mean? Well, a courageous leader is someone who isn't afraid to honestly and openly seek out feedback from those around them, right? And they are open to listening to unfiltered feedback, which may not necessarily be easy to hear, and be willing to learn from and make changes based on this. A courageous leader, a leader, leader, a courageous leader won't be reluctant to let go of doing things in a way that it has previously always been done. Courageous leaders aren't reluctant to innovate and do things differently. Courageous leaders don't walk away from having potentially difficult or uncomfortable conversations. And a courageous leader must be brave enough to both recognize and move away from unhealthy and unhelpful situations. So I wanna ask you, listening to all that, do you do these things in your love life, in your relationships, your dating experiences, like setting boundaries? you know, speaking your truth, being resilient to rejection and other dating blunders that you might experience. I mean, maybe you think about these things in relation to your business, your your parent life, but how do you lead your love life with courage and confidence? I mean, you hear me talk a lot about confidence, right? Being vulnerable and authenticity, but I never really have talked about it in a way of being a leader, in your love life, which is super important, super empowering if you think about it, because love isn't passive, it's active, and it's something you have to lead with. I'm working with a client right now who has, oh, he like when he first started with me, really low self-esteem, low self-worth, and he was demonstrating that with the way he was talking about himself, he carried his body, and the way he moved through the world, even the tone of his voice. And when I first met him, he spent so much time giving his power away to others, falling victim to how people treated him and was staying in this like really unhappy, unhealthy, unfulfilled relationship. And never did he have the courage to be seen, to be heard. And yet he complained. He complained about all these various stresses in his life and at work and at home. But the truth is he wasn't being a leader in his own life. And would constantly fall into what others wanted of him rather than what he wanted. So it was hard for him to reprogram all these old messages he got growing up around not being good enough. And so he was in this situation where, guess what? He didn't feel good enough. So we started working on, first, being seen with his wardrobe. We had so much fun with going shopping with him. And like for the first time, he saw himself as like a sexy dude. He's like, Kimmy, I never thought I could be sexy. You know, and just that perspective on himself really moved him. And from there, we started working on body language, standing up for himself, really just managing his own expectations and how others perceived him. He was kind of coming into the power of his own life just all the way around. And he's finally having the courage to be in the driver's seat of his car rather than the passenger, where he's steering his life towards a leadership role in a career with starting his own business, traveling more, and being amongst positive, abundant people. And he's starting to own who he is, and he feels empowered, even though it is work, but nothing in life that creates change, you know, doesn't require work. And he's recognizing that and realizing that, but, you know it doesn't come without it work. Today I have an amazing guy with me today to help me talk about courageous leadership and empowerment. Who knows Thing or two about it. He, having spent time in his adult livelihood among top 3% producers in sports and business, he is dedicated to empowering people to reach their goals, peak performance, and attain their dreams through measurable leadership and team development. He is nationally recognized certified coach to the best in the world, a serial entrepreneur international speaker, CEO of Leadershipity, and longtime MLB coach, coaching in three world series. Welcome Trent Clark. I wish I had one of those like, you know, I wish I had fans too to
1: cheer. No, it's right. funny. Once you're done, you once you're done. I always tell people, you know, it's tough to get 50,000 of your closest friends. Just, Hey, come down to the park. I'm going to walk the dog. Maybe you'd cheer for me. Yeah, <laughs> it like, doesn't really happen that way. But hey, I am so excited, Kimmy, to join the show. This is awesome and great monologue. I mean, just so important as you're as you're speaking through that, that just resonated with me because people, this confidence and this courage, it, it runs up against other things too. It's awesome in the love life, it's so important. But I've seen people that have this confidence, courage all over the business. And then they leave and like, well, I don't know how to do the social thing. I'm just a business person. And I know that. And it's like, whoa, like, listen, I I love your message. You have what it takes, right? Like, Mm. and and every person has it. And sometimes we got to remind them of that, right?
0: Yeah, it's so true how, like, we tend to compartmentalize different areas of our life. But really what's true in one area leaks into others, right? It's all encompassing. And that's why you and I connected. I mean, I just, you know, every time we've met, I, I think we met at the pod fest festival summit yeah. at first, and then we just kept connecting. And mm-hmm. our conversations always seem to be, you know, similar around the leadership and the confidence. So I'm so excited you're here. Um, So I have a question, and this is one thing I haven't asked you, like, ha- how did you have the courage to do what you do? Like, I mean, you've been through, you've done some big things, you know, and there are some talented people out there, but I do believe it takes courage to like go after it, to be as successful as you have. I'd love to hear your story.
1: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great question. Cause I don't, you know, it's funny that you say that from the outside perspective, it probably really does look like this strong courage and and, internally. I'm not thinking I'm, I'm, I'm courageous. Right. I don't think that, but I, I, I own it and I honor the fact that you think that and um, I think it does take some courage. I mean, I had to step out into a ledge here and go, "Hey, man, I could fall, <laughs> right? Like I could fall, but you know what? What if I don't? Right? Like what if what if I just keep climbing? And it's scary out there, but you got to kind of take the risk and you got to take the chance. And so, one of the things in my life, I think that probably has served me really well is taking risks and you know doing risk analysis. Hey, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I've been shot down by women, you know, I've been married 26 years, but like, you know, <laughs> I've been shot down and I've taken my shot, but you know, um I've always just responded with, hey, you know, you you don't know. I mean, until you ask, right? So um, if you're feeling like, hey, I've got this courage and I'm and I'm putting myself in a position to to put put myself into my love life and strategically place that with a person that I think makes sense. That is all those things like, why wouldn't you go for it? Right? Like all the worst things happen is no. And by the way, that really serves me because no is a great answer, right? We're back to sales, which is, Hey, if it's no with you, that's great. I need to go find someone with yes. And now I'll stop spending energy on a no because there's no value in it.
0: It's so true. I, I love that. Well, I'm curious because you said like, even when there were hard times, you just get back up and you kept doing it. Like, was there ever a time where you almost gave up that, that courage? And I just wondered like what your thought process was to get over that. Cause I know a lot of people that I work with, they fall into that victim mode and and that blow is really hard. And even though, so they might feel confident in other areas when there's a bad blow, like, yeah, like how did you do it?
1: Yeah. I think that, um, it's very difficult to get back up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when I think there's a bad blow, you know, we're, we're taking it from every direction. We're taking it mentally first. Right. But we're also taking it emotionally, which is really tough, which can affect ourselves physically now. Right. Because when you don't feel good emotionally and mentally, you stop working out. You don't want to do the things. You don't want to get up and go. And so what is it? Couch potato, more chips <laughs> and, and and woe is me. So I think that um, I'm very, I'm very, Uh, in tune to the victim mentality, right? Um, I I like the, in my show, Winners Find a Way, right? Which you've been on before. I love the quote, um, winners when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. And so I love that quote from the Four Disciplines of Execution book. And, but here's a couple that I watch very closely in my world. We don't intend to, but oftentimes losing behaviors show up. And so mm. we've got to have the courage to keep finding the way to win. But there's a couple of things I can eliminate very quickly of losing behaviors. And let's talk about those four. One, stop blaming things. Stop blaming people. Oh, you know why I'm not getting dates. It's because um, all the other people are better looking for me and, and I I'm blaming the environment. I live in a wrong city. Mm. And, and then oh, we start making God. excuses, right. Of, mm-hmm all the things of why I can't do, why I can't get to the workout, why I can't do this. So, so blame is probably number one, two is excuses. Three people quit. They just quit and they quit on the opportunity to win. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, I've never been a quitter. I don't understand the language. Uh, I'm a, I'm a guy who's got a lot of resolve and, and, and that has served me. I've been in the spots where it's been hard and I I flex those, Muscles of overcoming and working at it, and because I had some success in there, it gave me confidence that the next time there's a challenge, I can do it again. And then there's the next time there's a challenge, I can do it again. And then there's the next time a challenge. and all of a sudden, I get I get comfortable with discomfort, like I don't mind it. And it's funny. Uh, the fourth thing is we ignore the data, right? Like, oh, hey, that's good. If, if if all of a sudden I'm losing and everyone's going like, hey, Trent, you know, the, the, you're going out, you're trying to attract someone your attire is 70s man like what are you doing right like you you need to upgrade you need this and I'm like and now I've heard it seven times yet I'm still going to go out and wear my bell bottoms and my big collar like you're just going to ignore the data and the feedback that you got like and expect a different result but you got good data but you're just not utilizing it. you're just ignoring it and you're going to keep losing right
0: yeah yeah Oh my there's so much to unpack in those four things that you just said, and I want to yeah. kind of like peel some of that back because the one that you said, you know the the blame, like talking about that, I think sometimes that leads into the excuses, right? And For sure. and, and so much of it I find is fear.
1: I don't mm. know if you find this,
0: is that fear, are really what it, are excuses, right? Because you know, the f- the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of dot, 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 you know, and there's there's many fears, especially when it comes to dating and relationship. So cause I wondered like, ha- have you ever seen that like with leaders where oh. they get caught in that fear factor? Cause that becomes the excuse. I can't do oh. it because they're really scared. Yeah. And like yeah, I think I see that? it all the
1: time. Yeah. Right? And I and I love, I love the quote that says, Hey, I spent um of my life worrying about things that never happened. Right. And so we're we're building up all this fear, and most of it doesn't even have an income true. Like it's in our minds. And so I I had a great conversation yesterday uh, with Mike Malatesta, and we were talking about this fear aspect and what we tell ourselves. Right. And we're our worst, we're our worst Uh, nightmare. Like, right. Our voice inside our head, like, oh, you know, she probably wants a taller guy. I'm not tall, dark, and handsome. I'm just dark. And I'm not that handsome. So like, like, all of a sudden it's like we're telling ourselves and we're beating ourselves up on things. And so, and like, is that true? Like, it's probably not even true. We tell our own self lies and it's awful, right? And it's, it's not, I, I hate that. Um, the, I, I, here's, a, here's a line I had, and you mentioned it, by the way. I hate my truths. You know what my truth is? Like, I'm scared of my truths because my truths are always wrong. Like they're mm-hmm. always incorrect. Mm-hmm. And and if if you said that and you just used a good example like oh man the courage that you faced to get back up overcome and do this stuff I'm like oh my trial my truth is I'm not courage, I'm not courageous enough I should be going for a hundred million dollar company and I'm not doing that right now I'm like I can I can spin that back on me in a minute and uh, and then if we had to ask your truth and my truth I don't I don't know what's real and what's true but I know they're probably both just coming from some perspectives and truth is probably the farthest
0: thing from it. Is that fair? Yeah, that is so fair. And really what you're talking about also is perspective. You know, Mm. we, we all have different perspectives based on our experiences. And so those experiences shape us. And then that's, you know, we see what we see based on, like you said, like the old messages we got, you know, the gremlins that are in our head, you know, all those things are like pre-programmed in our brain. So really, I mean, that's why I love what you do. And it's so similar to what I do in dating is, is like putting strategies into place to override some of those, you know, kind of pre-programming kind of thing. I, cause I wondered, are there any, um, tips or tricks that you teach to like reprogram some of that? Yeah, people
1: definitely have to reprogram some some things, and I and I think you hit it on that that blame right. We mm-hmm. get into blame is a victim mentality, right? Because like, oh, you know, I'm like this because uh, my dad was harsh with me, or my mom coddled me, or I need more attention because because I didn't grow up right, or that you know, like what, like baloney. All of it, you have the ch- have the ability to change, right? You can do anything you want to. I love. I love the movie, The Edge with Anthony Hopkins, right? Where they're, you know, the bear is gonna eat them and all that stuff. And he's like, hey, what one man can do, so can another. And so when you look out and you, and we do this, right? We see people and we admire the way they carry themselves somewhere and the, and the way they have an ability to interact. Like, you can learn that. You can learn that. You can learn that. You wanna dress better? You can learn that. You know, like all these things, it's all there for you. Now, is it easy? Is there some work? Probably right. But if we're gonna if we're gonna rephrase and reprogram our lives, um, we have to know first of all what we have to stop doing. So I like mm-hmm. to stop, start, continue. Uh, and so we're gonna start doing things that we're not doing today. Like you said, love is a verb, it's action, right? So we gotta start taking some action, and there's some I have to, we have to stop doing some things in my life. I have to stop telling myself I'm too short for this woman, or I'm too this for this person. Mm -hmm. I'm too, you know, like what? Like, stop it. Stop already. So we have to think about that. And then I got to continue doing something that attracts the people in my life, right? Like if I'm, if I'm trying to change something in this, I want to continue being funny, being easy to be around, uh, smiling a lot. Like, what are my superpowers that draw energy into me? from other people, because I love other people. And if I don't do those things, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to stop telling jokes. I'm going to stop smiling. And, and I'm going to, listen, you're going you're gonna to push this attention and attraction away from your superpower. Why would, why would you do that? So I think this stop, start, continue is really critical. And so we have to identify what are those things that we're going to do. And, that, and I think that's what companies and, and business owners do as leaders. But we can do this in our love life, too.
0: I love that. It reminds me, there was a client I was just talking to in exactly what you're saying. And she kept doing all this like double talk. Right. And she would say, um, I, 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 I want a man who's, you know, successful and who cares about me, but there's no one in, in this town that is like that, you know? And, and I, I said, First of all, like every time you say something that you want, you negate it with something Mm. that cancels that out, Mm. right? It is the power of language too. Like how we say things out loud even makes us come true. So I said, look, I believe you that there are no good men because that's what you are putting out there. And that's what you're seeing." Yes. What if... You said, I want a successful man who cares about me and I'm excited to see where I can go meet those guys Yes, and even replacing the word, but with and and And, replacing it with, right. And replacing it with the vision of where you want to go, but it's not always easy. I mean, you listening, I'm sure it's like, oh, well, that's great. You know, you and Trent have all these ideas, but how do I implement that in my life? Like, what would you say to people like that?
1: Well, one is, is get a coach, right? Like you, (laughs) like I I, I would recommend you because like, Hey, you, you want an image. You want to portray something you're trying to become what you want to become. It's inside you. You, you do have a vision for how this, how this could be. And I don't know how to get there necessarily. So um, the best in the world of a coach at everything, the best in the world at everything in the world have a coach. So why wouldn't you have one? Like, if you're on this game and you're trying to play this deal and you want to hyper-learn and get good at that, which we do want to hyper-learn fast because we want to be getting back into that market. And I am 100% with you on this language. Mm. It's so important because, A, get a coach to identify some things and start getting focused because your hyper-learning will take you from here with yourself all alone so with Kimmy, you're like, whoa, I've got a plan. I've got a strategy. I've got all these things. I'm taking action, 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 action. And we're going to see results, right? That's just a natural fit. I think that language is so important. Uh, we, we have the language in leadership. We talk about problems. Mm. Listen, I, I love conflict. Isn't that funny? I love you conflict. Deal. Wait, wait. I talk I about that. Talk mean, about that so, because
0: like, that hurt, that's scary to a lot of people, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh! And people and I
1: smile and I get pumped on my way because we need to change our our whole mentality around conflict. Because for me, where I sit, first of all, people call me because there's a conflict, right? So, I hey, mean, I'm hired, <laughs> right? Like that's good. And then so right. they have they have a challenge. Second, whatever became good in this world. Without a conflict that stopped somebody and went, oh, we can't do it this way. We have to do it another way. Like, um, how are we going to do it? So there's a conflict. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we get to all come together, talk about the challenges, strategize how we're going to fix it, take action, and then we're going to make it 10 times better. And then you can't even remember back when it sucked, way back when, because you're like, oh my gosh, we resolved it. And we're just on a rocket ship to the moon because we, we solved it. And so when conflict comes, it's a chance to come together. It's a chance to strategize. It's a chance to make things better. So I love that. So when I hear people talk about, and this is a big word, like I hate problems because stop saying the word, there's a negative mm. connotation around it. If you come to me and go, well, Trent, you know, I've got a major problem and this is what's going on. I'm like, mm, you know, Kimmy, I got a lot of problems. I don't know if I want yours. <laughs>
0: you know, like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Right.
1: Like, but if you came to me and said, you know, Trent, I've got this challenge and I'm wondering if you could help me. I'm like, Ooh, Kimmy, a challenge. Let's do this. I'm up for that. Like a challenge. Come on. Like, is it a Sudoku puzzle? Like, this is how we're our, we're challenged in our whole lives. We love to solve things. We like to go into that. So when we have a world of leaders and say, oh, I've got a problem. No, we don't. What's our challenge? And we change that language right now. I don't even want to hear the word because that's what I'm looking for.
0: Okay. It's so brilliant what you just said because a lot of the people that I work with are people pleasers. They Mm -hmm. hate conflict, right? They Mm. don't like speaking how they feel and, and just like sharing their thoughts and setting boundaries. That's all encompassed with conflict if you think about it. So I'm sure people listening are like, he likes conflict. Oh my God, I could never do that. But Mm -hmm. what, what you, I just want to reframe what you just said in people's mind is that you're almost gamifying it. Right. Like if you look at it as a challenge and what, what can you do about it to get a better result? And either you're rewarding yourself or maybe there's consequences and that's how you like move forward. And so that's such a great way of thinking about it.
1: Well, it's also what you just said. It's reframing it. Like, Hey, it's, it's, it it, it kind of goes on the same uh, line with, um, well, there's no men in my town like that. Like, is that true? Like, no, you and I both know there's no way that's true. And like, if you and I sit there and someone said, Oh, wow, he really likes me, calls me every day. You and I are going, uh, what's the conflict? This is awesome, right? Like he likes you, like he wants to talk to you. Like, this is a major conflict for me. I'm gonna have to be creative and talk to him and bring energy every day. That seems challenging to me. Okay, I get that. Okay, that's fair. That that's a little bit of a challenge, but how do we lean into that challenge? Because your idea that it's a conflict isn't Kimmy and Trent's idea. We think this is awesome for you. Is there a challenge in that? Because it doesn't lead into your personality. Because you know what? I don't know if I want to have to entertain and be on my top game and all this every day. That seems hard to me. Okay, let's talk about a strategy of how you do that, right? Because it's great to saying, hey, I don't want to get overexposed right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to take this thing a little slow talking every day. I don't want to, and I don't have 90 minutes a day to, to jump on the phone with my new beau or my new girl and, and do this. Like, so it's like, Hey, I love talking and Hey, some days I'm going to have a little bit more time. Some days I'm not. So, Hey, I'd love to talk with you. I'm only gonna have about 10 minutes tonight. Can you give me a call at seven o'clock? I'd love to touch base, have a couple ideas about what kind of topics I'm going to talk about in the day. And boom, all of a sudden you get in and you're like, timer goes off they don't know it right and it's like oh wow i, I could talk for a lot longer but I, you know i gotta run i gotta get to this meeting and i gotta go pick up my son whatever it is and like boom shut him up and guess what they're like oh my gosh it was a great 10 minutes i can't wait to talk to her tomorrow like you know like <laughs> even wanting more like and you know like we've solved the conflict right because it's really not and there's also um You know, we talked about when you were on my show, we talked Mm -hmm. about confidence, right? Prep and reps. And all of a sudden you do this every day and all of a sudden you've got confidence and like, hey, I can do this and it's getting easier to do. And I'm flexing my muscles of how do I get through this challenge? And like, hey, maybe I could take on some other challenges because I own that last challenge. That wasn't that tough.
0: (laughs) I love that. Well, and the other thing about that is... There's resilience that comes out of it. I think we talked oh. about that too on your podcast. And what it was funny, there's another woman I was working with, and she was just getting so like uncomfortable every time there was like these guys that she get really into and she would have exchanges on and lo and behold, they end up being players or they ghost her and that kind of thing. By the time I got through with her, because again, it was repetition. It was perspective. It was resilience. The more and more she did it, she realized that, oh my God, this is kind of fun and funny. Like she's like, I almost welcome now those players and those guys because I can't wait to like play their own game, you know. And so wow. she was having fun with them, but then on top of it, she was just finding it so easy then to find the good guys, you know. Wow. And so it was just like effortless, you know, after a while. And again, that—that's when you have that perspective on it, it it's so powerful.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, like you said, from the repetition,
0: mm-hmm. we,
1: we recognize patterns. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen this kind of behavior before out of the last 12 players I've talked to. you know, like, <laughs> And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I can have a good time. I can be friendly and realize that I kind of know who you are. I kind of know what I'm looking for, and you're not it. And I can be friendly. I can be nice. And I can pass respectfully and see you next time or never.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and boom.
1: and right. so – we 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 start recognizing that you know I was one of these terrible people uh, uh terrible people I, I I made a couple of terrible things when I was in college and I remember I I wasn't married or engaged or anything like that so I was kind of I was in that single world and i remember having this this really cute girl in a couple of my classes and i really liked her i thought she we always had fun in class i thought man and, and you know i was thinking about man like getting the courage to ask her out and then you know she had a boyfriend right and then i was like oh that's too bad like and then she was you know the boyfriend and her were kind of separated and i was seeing somebody and i was like man you can't go to that I'm, not, I'm involved and so you know timing's not good and but we just always hit off so one day um we're both single and uh Caught me on a really bad day. Right. And I am so uh-huh. at this time, I'm, I'm listen, I'm the most, listen, I'm a judgment, uh, alcoholic. I'm just, you know, not, not alcoholic. I'm a judgment holic. So I'm in rehab all the time. Right. Mm. And I don't want to be the judgy person. So this young person super like focused on really what I wanted. Right. And I'm healthy, I'm a workout guy. I'm a two sport division one athlete. Right. And I have a bad day on the field. This is college, and you know, I'm at an event that night with friends, and it's at a bar, and there's people there. There's a lot of young people there, but we were kind of separated, and uh, students are there that I don't know, but people are getting inebriated pretty quick, and <laughs> all of a sudden she she comes in, and I'm ah. like, oh my gosh, this is making my day. Like this is great. This has been such an awful day. I can't wait to talk to her. And I did, and she was inebriated, right? And and it, the conversation wasn't going well, and I'm this health and wellness guy. And then she takes out a cigarette, which is like my just no way, right? It's my no, it's my no way. <laughs> Right. And, you know, we have we have those things that we just cut off, like, you know, right. you can't wear plaid. You can't, you know, whatever it is. Right. We have our things that we just draw the line on. I could right? just
0: see it like as a movie where it goes, you know, like, yeah, right at that
1: exactly. Moment. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, oh, no, and I just remember saying something just not very kind to her about it. And it really hurt our friendship. And of course, mm-hmm. obviously, really nothing moving forward. And it was just a really judgy thing to say. And it was lousy. And it's one of those things like regret, right? Like here I am. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's got to be over 30 years later. And I just regret kind of being a jerk in that moment. And I didn't need to do what I had to do. And it's like, well, I was warranted. I had a bad day. You know what? Trash. It's not true. Um, and it wasn't okay. I regret saying that. It cost us friendship, it costs us some closeness, even, even if it never became anything else, it costs us closeness as friends and it definitely hurt our relationship. It was just dumb on my part. Right. And so, you know, we we have these events and these things that we do and Mm. the only thing we can do is learn from it. Right.
0: Absolutely. I always say there's no mistakes. There's only experience and we do learn from that. You know, I don't, same thing with rejection. When something doesn't work out, there's really like a lesson to be seen in there. You know, yeah. and it's what you do with it really is, is the point. I, I have kind of a last question because a lot of this stuff requires motivation. Like that's what I'm hearing with all of this. Because, you know, if, if you're not a leader in your love life, in your business, whatever, it, it does take either like intrinsic or extrinsic motivation somehow. Are there tricks that you share, like whether it was in sports, you know, to really like motivate people or with what your organization does for that?
1: Yeah. I think, I think what's really important when we talk about, you know, building a plan, Mm -hmm. you know, plans, strategy, doing something courageous, all of it is often difficult. It's not easy. It's challenging. There's overcoming, there's gonna be uh, roadblocks, there's gonna be things that we're gonna have to do to get through it. I think it's so important for people to understand why do they wanna do this. Oh, you know, why. So, mm-hmm. why, why is this important to me? Because when, when you hire Kimmy and you are two years down the road and you meet somebody and you go back, and guess what? You're having this great relationship. And it's really moving in the right direction. And there's going to be some rough days. You're back in this. I've been single for a while. Now I'm back in this world. And like, wow, she left stuff on the bathroom floor again. And like, you know what? Uh, She didn't clean up the dishes. Or he left all his shaving kit. And there's stubble all over the whole bathroom. Like, And you're upset. Like, I, I think we have to go back to our why, what we wanted. Mm. I, I want this because... I want to have walks with people that I care about. I want to have stimulating conversation. I do not want to feel lonely. I want to do life together. I find value in relating to people. I want to share my family with someone and and, and get to know these great people that I'm involved with who have helped raise me in my whole life or, or my business people. Like, Why is it so important to you? Because on these rough days, like, take out your piece of paper and go, oh man, I remember feeling so lonely. I remember walking along and I don't do that anymore because I have him or I have her and, and we're together on this and awesome. Like realize why you wanted it. And now that you have it, you're still on a journey, but realize you've come a long way and you're still going on to your why. This is why you are in it. And I think that's so important.
0: That is huge. I can't tell you how many times I'll ask. Like I'm I'm on a you know free call that I offer and it says, so what is it that you want? 90% of the time, people really don't know. Right. They know that something that they should do. Well, I I I should have a relationship. I should, but when I, I really get like specific and I start peeling away the layers, no, they don't. They mm-hmm. want to just have fun. They want to date. Yeah. They want to flirt, you know. And it's like once you get clear on your why then it's easier to fulfill your purpose and your passion and the plan basically. Yeah. So that's huge. That's a huge tip. Oh my gosh. Trent, I could like talk to you forever and ever and ever. And maybe I'll have you back so we can do that. Is <laughs> there any? Yeah. Uh, or just last... live
1: talk. I want to hear from people. Like I want to hear from people what they think. So I know.
0: I know. Oh my God. Okay. So let's put together something where we can make that happen. I would love that. Um, are there any last tips that you would like to share and tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Yeah, I would just say last, uh, last tip for me is, you know, you you are who you are and you've been made perfectly. You are perfectly, you are an image of God. There are no mistakes here. Like, I don't care what, like you have what it takes and you have to believe that in yourself. And if you don't believe that my tip is you go in front of your mirror every morning and you tell yourself you have what it takes and I'm born perfectly into this world and I am who I am and there's nothing wrong with you, nothing at all perfect and and all of our little uh, intricacies about who we are and all these things it makes us up who we are separately and different from everybody and finding that and leaning into that i think is critical so do that
0: love it love who you are not what you're not kind of mm, thing yeah am uh, Trent, thank you so much again. And of course, thank you for listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in and make sure you go to my new site, KimmySeltzer.com, check it out. And if you are ready to be a leader in your love life, just click the link you see in the show notes. And I'd love to hop on a call with you to figure out how you can do that. And remember, it, wor- it really does start with you and working on your your... your dating life, your love life is working on you. That's all for now.